What's up, everybody? You are now tuning in and listening to Cedric, Chris, Dempsey, and Justin, and we are the men of the year. Your mama's favorite group of men streaming on all major podcast platforms. So please subscribe to Men of the Year Pod for the latest content and leave a positive rating and review and let us know how we're doing. Also, follow and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Men of the Year Pod. And if you have questions, suggestions, need advice, or want us to discuss a specific topic, feel free to email us at Men of the Year Pod at yahoo.com or shoot us a message on social media. We appreciate you and we thank you for joining us. Let's get to the episode. Men of the year, men of the year, men of the year, men of the year. Ooh, when you're looking for me, I'm at the bar with her. Okay, what's up, fellas? Howdy, howdy. How's it going? What's going? Freaky Friday, let's go. Yeah, yeah. It's Friday. We're the no. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. Man, y'all remember that time at Shooters? Just as I show us across the way. Whoa, like, oh, whoa, like, okay. Whoa. No, that was more so. To get, that was more so to get the bartender to serve it, bro. That was like, because I didn't really care. I was trying to get the bartender his attention. It worked. In, it worked in the favor, though. It worked in the favor. Yeah, I think she did that. I was just like, right. Okay, and didn't even ask for a drink or nothing. Yeah, oh. that's the crazy part. I was just like, <laughs> hey, bless her heart, man. Exactly. Yeah, that's, she was a real. Some, sometimes that's why the summers are good. Mm-hmm. Pretty Old sure it was the summer, wasn't it? Oh. No, it wasn't because it was packed. Was it? Yeah, it was like, hey, a, yeah, this, this hey was some like, of those, some, sometimes those summers had some packed nights, though. I mean, oh no, this is it was in the winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is definitely the second semester because yeah. it was like packed in man. like George, that, was, man. <laughs> that was fact, man. That was fact. Oh, yeah, fact was always yeah, that was all green beavers. Dempsey yeah. specialty. Oh, yeah. Let's go, oh, baby. Man, those rings <laughs> are so good. Uh, oh, I only worked the forty-minute wait for ten weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was over, man. That was over. Yeah, as I say, you always had yeah. to like order them. You knew you weren't gonna get them for a while, and just have a whole bunch of like pictures brought to the table and stuff, and then be like, "Oh man, welcome surprise!" Now I can eat some. Food. Oh, I ordered wings. Forgot about these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah really down fucked up having too many drinks. So you next thing you know, you got wings on the way. Let's go, baby. Fellas, we're on the cusp of Black History Month. (laughs) I think it might be a good idea to talk about Black history, Black excellence. I think think we deserve it. I think our listeners deserve it. Princes and princesses. That's right. Mother Earth, Father Earth. A lot of people don't know that life started on Africa. Just in case I did not know, that is the truth. But no, no, for real. Um, I think it would be paramount for us to, to talk about this, even though um, it, it is talked about in our schools. And But maybe there's not enough light that's shed on them. So, I mean, it's only fitting that we have conversations surrounded around Black History Month. And maybe, um, you know, because we do have two African-Americans on this podcast, but we also have two Caucasian gentlemen on this podcast who are always willing to learn and uh, expand and, and, and grow. And I think it would be nice if we could just share our experiences and share our thoughts and um, not have the, the the elephant in the room around these conversations, you know. Um, so I, I think it would be nice. I mean, if you guys are up for it, I think maybe we should just jump into it. And like we always do at Men of the Year, your mama's favorite group of men, if we just have honest conversations like we normally do. Well, Cedric. Yo, I mean, it'd be nice my guy, to see. It'd be nice to see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, if we could just get to the to the basics, I mean. Back in back in as far as we can remember, elementary school, we're learning about different African-American or black figures and prominent figures of of American history. I I mean, you said you wish. Yeah. uh, So my elementary, most of my elementary was actually in Illinois, and I actually don't remember learning about any prominent black figures. 
You said you didn't. Wow. Yeah, same here. Not that I recall. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I know nowadays, like both of my sons, they, they, (laughs) yeah, I know, right? Like both of my sons, they, they come home or they've brought home different assignments, different reading assignments to Mm. learn more about uh, some of, like I mentioned earlier, some of our prominent African American figures in our, uh, that are a part of our culture and our history and you know that i have a dream speech i mean that was mm-hmm. really important mm-hmm. i know that what my sons are learning in school is not the whole spectrum or the whole gamut of it all but i mean they're I getting seen that yeah version. maybe yeah maybe it's cliff notes version they're, they're paraphrasing but i mean i just want to i just want to ask you guys this this quick question i mean just like just in general what type of impact or, res- or, or resonation did the did the civil rights have, you know, back then compared to now? And I mean, what do we need to do to still drive home uh, the, the importance of the civil rights, not only just for today, but just for our future? I feel like, honestly, back then, like it was more like open like open racism not like where now like they just have like different uh ways of hiding like you know like we typically get denied for more home loans than our counterparts you know mm-hmm. and then or we get a higher interest rate or we get a lower appreciation rate so like i feel like it's, the struggle is still here in some ways they just found mm-hmm. a different way to hide it. So, okay so you feel that racism back then was more overt than it is now yeah it was more in your face you know like more like you know now i feel like there's just certain ways that they hide it I mean, even mm-hmm. now with the whole uh voting situation and stuff yeah like that, yeah, yeah the whole gerrymandering and all yeah, that so bs yeah so it's still i feel like i feel like we come to a certain point but not far enough because like i said now there's just different ways of hiding it's still mm-hmm. the same stuff that's going on. I mean, you still get people, uh, you know, shot. Like, there was this teenager that just got shot. Um, I want to say Las Vegas, mm-hmm. where the article was. And uh, it was for the wrong place. They didn't even have a warrant. They ended up shooting this kid while he was, like, on the couch and stuff like that. So, yeah, you like know, it's still the same. No, you're right. I mean, yeah, the stuff like that is still, you know, um, it's... What's the word I'm looking for? It's still out there and it's happening more often than we probably know it. Maybe that the media is not really covering it, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's it's it, it's crazy because like you mentioned, Justin, like the whole voters, uh, you know, the, the whole voters agenda, I mean, or the voting agenda, excuse me. I mean, there's still um, a, a huge part of our country that's still disenfranchised, not only just black people, just mm-hmm. minorities in general, where or anyone in poverty. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Basically, that, you know, they don't have the same luxuries of going out to vote and things like that. I mean, we literally are like our. Our government is trying to prevent. Certain groups of people from voting, I mean, they're trying to get back to the intimidation and scare tactics of, hey, look, if you seriously come to this voting poll, there might be some repercussions and some problems for you if you end up doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're changing different polling stations, changing the times in which you can actually go and vote. I mean, we are most people work nine to fives. And mm-hmm. if polling times mm-hmm. close around, I mean, here in Michigan, I mean, wasn't they close like eight or nine o'clock or something yeah, like that i think it was eight nine. or nine yeah, yeah. so like nine i mean if you work around that time i mean they're also trying to abolish absentee voting and and, mm. and things of that nature so this has been around for decades <laughs> right right so justin you bring yeah. up a good point there i mean it's well and that's the thing is you know i think a lot of people have been trying to make it a point of making um at a national holiday so that people can um, go out and vote so that they don't have to work that day. But I know on the one hand, Biden is trying to elect the first uh, black American uh, justice uh, uh, justice on the Supreme court, I believe. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so, I mean, I think that would be a great step forward for all of us. So, you know, we can get more, you know, quote unquote justice, whether or not that would happen. I don't know, but, you know, nonetheless, I think you'll still see more um, violence, if not more, because I think we're still taking a big step backwards, you could say, because especially with that that shooting that went on, I believe it was in Minnesota where that that lady, you know, she went to go, what was it, put, you know, go for her gun, ended up getting her taser, or she went to go get her taser, ended up shooting you know that um yeah was it, that that black guy instead and she's in jail i believe for you know however many years First now yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah racism yeah. still alive <clears throat> they just be yeah. so, so. and, and kind of going off of what justin was saying earlier i mean i agree completely that like if we if we had the same media coverage back then or like the capability of having media coverage or just, you know, people being able to record and post and et cetera, like we'd see how overt racism and just the, the nastiness was back then mm-hmm. um, there, there wasn't as much of it. And a lot of the, the media was basically hush hush about it a lot of that mm. stuff because it was still white owned. Right. So yeah. Um, yeah I mean, yeah. but I think a, there's a lot more conscientiousness uh, from some of the people that have power uh, and they're realizing how terrible uh, some of the actions were back mm. then and how we need to do better. Um, and I still think there's a lot of progress that we need to make. Um, so, I mean, the impact of the civil rights back then was massive for it back then. Uh, for comparing it to now, I think it's a drop in the bucket. Um, it's what needs to start. Uh, unfortunately, it was very gruesome in a lot of ways. Um, I think we still have a lot of ways to go. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that needs to come down. A lot of infrastructure changes on a lot of different levels from education to the incarceration rates that we have, just the whole justice system in general, um, healthcare, uh, and just breaking, I guess, stigmas even in, in health uh, for the community. Um, so there's there's a lot of work that needs to be done uh, for the future to help basically build up the civil rights for uh, Black, Indigenous people of color, or basically any minority, I think, to get us to where our founding fathers even said, you know, all men are created equal, despite them probably thinking all white men that own slaves and property and all that other BS. No, I, I agree with you on that. That's a good take, man. Um, yeah. So it's like, how do you how do you try to 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 break down those those barriers that have been put up? Because you would think that, you know, back in the 50s and the 60s, you know, shit was really fucked up. It really was. Yeah. But if you're mm-hmm. taking a snapshot of back then, you know, 50, 60 plus years ago to now. People are going to say, hey, I think we made a lot of progress. Look at the the racial integration that that has been occurring. But I mean, is it really true integration? I mean, because there's yeah, still, there's a still, lot. People, yeah, there's still <laughs> yeah. certain neighborhoods you can't move into. Exactly. Like, there's, like so, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm, there's certain areas that I'm not going to travel to. For the sake of my own safety, like, nah, uh-uh. like, I get it that we're all, you know, we're no longer separate, but, you know, you don't want to go to sister cousin country. <laughs> I'm not yeah. just going to be riding around in Mississippi, just chilling, you know, no, no, I'm and not then, doing that's that. That's what I'm saying, though. At least back then, like it was open and like you could see, oh, yeah, white like, only. like you knew what yeah. it was. In the state yeah, right. you knew what it was. Yeah, here it was white only know. pies, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like it's still like, like I know, yeah, things are different, but I feel like the same stuff is still. We're still witnesses. We're just witnesses and they're different. Yeah, they're being yeah. tricky about it and shit. Yeah, they're yeah. That's or, how like, I. Even even with like occupations too, like it's it's becoming harder and harder for people that are of the minority class to get into like legal fields, right? Where you can start making bigger changes that's still predominantly white, right? Um, 
things of that nature. It's basically like uh, you still have a bunch of old white people gatekeeping a bunch of different industries and yeah. positions and yep. stuff. So, yeah, my thing is, you know, if you're going to be racist or if you're going to, you know, uh, marginalize and oppress certain types of people, just be real about it, man. I don't need you being a closet person and hiding behind this and that. Just be yourself. Be authentic. Like, if that's what you like, if that's what you want to do, by all means, you have every right to do that. That's what's that's what make our, our our nation so great. You can do whatever you want within within reason, of course. But I mean, don't don't like, you know, tiptoe around in the shadows being all covert about it. Nah. nah. So. Because, I mean, I want you to show your true colors, you know? Yeah, like, I'm not saying, I don't care if you don't like me because I'm black, but I really don't. No, yeah, that don't bother, yeah. Yeah, it don't bother me at all. Like, just don't be smiling in my face about it, you know, if that ain't really who you are, you know? Mm -hmm. Right, right. So, here's a a question for, for you, gentlemen. And maybe Justin and I can probably expand on this a little more. But, I mean, just... In general, you know, those microaggressions that we all deal with, especially African-Americans, like how do we start removing those microaggressions and teaching our kids, you know, proper acceptance and, and inclusion? Balake. You said what? Honestly. Balake. Oh, Balake. <laughs> uh, honestly, I think it's just like just teaching your kids like your history, your culture and stuff like that and being proud of who they are, like. I mean, even with my niece, like, you know, like I bought her dolls that look like her, mm-hmm. you know, we, and then my sister also talks to her about difference, like, cause you know, my foster parents, they're white, which is not an issue, but like my niece does and my nephew does notice things and stuff like that. And like, my sister does a pretty good job where she has those like open and honest questions, you know, but also my sister mm-hmm. does teach them, you know, that we're all you know, family and stuff like that. We just have different backgrounds and stuff. But I know we talked about the whole, um, you know, can I touch your hair? I feel like it's different Mm. for kids because, no, because, like, I remember when I was a kid, like, my foster mom said I used to touch her hair because it was different. But I think as a kid, it's very different. I don't really feel like there's a lot of microaggression. But as an adult, why you want to touch my hair? (laughs) (laughs) That's just me being honest. As an adult, like, yeah, what, like what's your what, fascination behind it? What's the what's the yeah, allure right. behind it? You know, right. yeah. As a kid, I, I feel like we still have to. When it comes to these microaggressions, I get what you're saying, but when they're kids, I feel like they're innocent. You know, they're not. Yeah, they're still naive. They're still learning. Yeah, yeah, they're still yeah, learning. Curious, but um, exactly. But also, I think it is really about just teaching your kids to be proud of themselves and stuff like that. Because there was an experiment done a while, a long time ago, where they would show these kids a black doll white doubt and ask the kid which which doubt was mm. the bad doubt and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's also just understanding how like society is trying to program the kids, but also it's your job as a parent to like, you know, to reach out and to like fix these things. And um there's a lot of things, a lot of books out there uh, that are teaching kids that are African Americans to be proud of themselves. There's more uh, you know, even Barbie uh so I got my uh, niece, the uh, Catherine. Uh, I forgot her last name, uh, but she's the uh, one that did the uh, the research for NASA for the moon landing. And mm, then I know I what you're talking about. Her, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then I also got her the uh, Rosa Park uh, Barbie doll and stuff like that. So that was really nice of them to start making you know dolls like that uh, to show that you know there is inclusion and stuff like that. So when you walk down the aisle to get toys. It's not always a white doll. Yeah. That, and then, like I said, even for books and stuff, like, um, so, and then, uh, like, I love Simone Biles, like, because my niece loves her. So it's just like showing my niece, like, hey, no matter what you want to do, there are other African Americans that are in there doing the same thing. I mean, look at Venus and Serena, like, with tennis, you know, they mm-hmm. came in and they dominated. Controlled it for, what, a couple of decades? Yeah, yeah, they've so, been on. Ain't nobody been on top them. for a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Or even like vice versa. You know, there might be sports that you know may have been, um, may have, you know, the demographic may have been, uh, 
geared towards one certain race. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, you know, or even like with golf, you know, Mm -hmm. which even then is still is still a majority, um, you know, of uh, Caucasian. And then because as far as I know, or at least correct me if I'm wrong, maybe hockey. Um, But other than that, yeah, you know, it's, it's just still something that you don't see that often Mm-mm. but you looked at like tiger woods he was really a you know he knocked down the doors as yeah far he was as a trailblazer yeah but sometimes uh, it's off oh go ahead, oh, go ahead. no i didn't say uh, anything no dempsey was talking about that oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah but um yeah especially with like you know just names in general you know just because a names you know may sound or may look a certain way that doesn't mean that it's going to be for a particular uh demographic or for a different ethnicity so that's mm-hmm. just something that people have to be very careful about right there just not come off as being stupid or ignorant right there but yeah cuz think about it like let's say you're about to hire or you're you're go- you're going through the interviewing process and you see a name that's i mean it's not a, a i mean it's not a common name by any stretch of the imagination you're probably gonna assume like okay it's so with a name like this it sounds a little more ethnic i'm assuming that this individual is probably going to be of african descent you're probably already you know, making some preconceived notions and prejudgments about this individual. Maybe that's probably going to or is definitely not going to give them a leg up if you already know that, hey, I don't know if this person will even be capable of doing a job or something like that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So I mean, that yeah. still happens in the workforce. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make a comment about Dempsey's with the, uh, the hockey stuff, because like when I was a kid, I actually wanted to play hockey, but some of these sports are actually very expensive to get into. Oh god, so, yeah, hockey is ridiculous. Yeah. So, Same I mean, here. I wanted to too, play so, so bad, but yeah, like ice time, like all that stuff is very expensive to get into. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. something. Time, to, you have to drive a far distance to get to like decent ranks and shit too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just wanted to mm-hmm. throw that in there. Well, sometimes you know certain sports. Um, I don't. I. I get it that like it's predominantly you know by a certain race, but sometimes there is other factors in there like such as uh, money and support, and then also the closeness of it. Like how Chris was saying, like yeah, if you don't have a team in your area, I mean travel hockey that's even more expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think about hockey in in Texas and shit. Place yeah. is fucking blazing hot. You've got one rink probably <laughs> every like seventy miles or so. So. I mean, it's very limited in capacity as far as that stuff goes because you have to think about the cost to to build it, to maintain it, to staff it, etc. So um, that's that's part of the unfortunate part of of some of that stuff, and even some of the sports that you wouldn't think would be very expensive tend to be more expensive than they ought to be, uh, even for like the the public recreational sports. So yeah. Uh, not cool. It's not cool. But you guys, y'all shed some good information about these microaggressions and, and stereotypes. Like, I still yeah, don't understand shit. how people will look at a name and they start like making preconceived notions. My biggest concern is I don't want to fuck somebody's name up. And so I'm sitting there worried I'm going to fuck somebody's name up. That's the <laughs> only thing I think about the whole time. Well, yeah. That, that should probably well, be natural. Though. What was that? So think about it this way, because like we're naturally biased, regardless, whatever way we want to mm-hmm. cut it, you know. So think about think about it this way, because this has happened to me before. So like, if you can identify it with something with on something with that res- that person's resume versus another resume, you're going to still choose that person. That's true. If it makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, the subconscious. So, the subconscious yeah, your subconscious means- is still going to choose, but yeah, like that, you you are making an effort, like obviously. Oh, this person's name or something like that. I can see that, but and sometimes there is like still a subconscious effort that we're making to find something in that resume that like we can identify with, or you know, when it comes to that decision. 
Uh, another microaggression too that I just thought of that I think is going to be big for a lot of listeners who might not have thought about this or might not have come across a situation where they've been told off or something like that. But uh, kind of like a situation with Cedric and Justin here, same last name. People probably have joked with you guys a bunch of times like, oh, you guys related. Um, what people don't realize is that a lot of times the unfortunate thing is, is that people were stripped of their names so often that they had to take the last name of the house that they served. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's like, yeah, that's like common knowledge. Like, yeah, yeah, well, so we'll see, yeah, yeah, some people might people, not know that. Yeah, yeah, some people don't. Uh, they don't put two and two together. So when they they look at them like, oh, you guys related, you know, some people might think, oh, you know, they might be related, kind of thing. But I mean, with the amount of people with the same last names and shit like that, they might not realize you know, how offensive that might actually come off of, you know, Mm. just because people have similar names, you know, and the same skin tone does not mean shit, you know? Um, So that might be something too, to be cognizant of. People will tell you if they're related or not. If they don't, they don't want you to know that they're related. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. I I think that's a deep, like a deep breach. Like, I don't get offended. Like, I don't know. And someone was like, hey, you know, are you ladies? Like, because I even here where I work at now, like my last name is very common. Mm-hmm. And people were like, hey, do you know people from this area or this area? And I'm like, yes or no, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's a microwave version. I don't know. It's it's yeah, funny because yes. I mean, Justin, I was going to say real quick, uh, Justin, our last name is the third most common last name in the country. So I'm like, yeah, yeah so that's why I was <laughs> I just mean, like, like, so for me, I like you guys I'm have like, like a very, very common last name. Yeah, so it's kinda, yeah that's why I don't. I guess that's a bad example it. on my on my part, but yeah, no, but no, no I, I, I I do get what you're saying. Like, say if we were at a like all predominantly white school, and there was like four black kids there. You guys, and like someone's like, oh, you guys must be related. Like, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like I get what you're saying. I just don't. I just feel like for the last name, name for me, it's like it's not that bad. Because uh, like my last name is actually not really not my last name. Like our like, so I have family apparently in like the South area, and our actual last name was like Williamson. So like a lot of them moved up north, and then some of them kept the Williamson name, and then the other people just dropped it off where it mm-hmm. became Williams. So it's actually yeah. funny. Like the town that I'm from, like. Half of us are like actually really related. It's weird. I'm gonna say my my mom's great grandpa or grandpa or something like that. When they when they fled uh, some part of Europe and came to America, they completely changed their last name from what it was to. So, I mean, there's yeah. I mean, there's a whole bunch of people that change their last name like uh, willingly and stuff like that. But I mean, there are a lot of cases, unfortunately, of of people of color that didn't have choices so right but i did want the listeners to know like i mean outside of williams and like what are some other very johnson smith brown brown yeah but yeah, if you think about um, those common white names too yeah right? <laughs> like like our Christmas and then yeah because i mean probably adams as well or stuff like that like um it's just something to be cognizant of, you know, uh, especially to teach your kids. Uh, they'll, they'll probably not know better, especially if they're really little, but like if they're like middle school or something, or maybe even high school, like they, they should have been taught to not really go there, I guess. Yeah. But I feel like that's just where my brain's going. Yeah. I feel like it's more adults, bro. I feel like kids are innocent. A lot of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But what, until what age? You know, that's 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 kind of like where where my head goes, because like I feel like up until. God, I want to say like sixth grade or something like that, like once you start getting into sixth grade and getting into middle school and shit, I feel like that's when you actually start making conscious decisions about the words that you're choosing. But that's based on your parents, though, because like, yeah, so from my understanding, from one through five is like really important for a child's development. You know, and then after that, it's like how they start seeing the world and stuff like that. But it's also like how the like the parents and the people around them are influencing that. You know, so mm-hmm. uh, you know, hate is taught. Hate is not like no one is born mm-hmm. to hate another person. Yeah, so hate is bingo. Talk your shit, Justin. So that's, that's so what I'm saying. True. Like, so yeah. like, like 
uh, a kid is innocent, bro, but a kid is taught to hate. Like, so those microaggressions or all that stuff is also taught, you know, like saying certain things or like, I mean, you can probably go say some crazy, like racial stuff around a kid that don't know no better. Yeah. And they just gonna be like, what? And then once mm-hmm. they start learning what that means and stuff like that, then it's different, you know? They'll start using it when they get upset or like <laughs> feeling slighted or some shit like that. And then it starts becoming second nature. Mm-hmm. I right. think that's why, like, if we're able to start removing those microaggressions and, you know, tailoring back some of the way, yeah. like, but yeah, sometimes we even make the- cartoons and shit, like, if we can get some of that stuff out of like our common vocabulary and our common like themes in, in any of our like entertainment and stuff, I think that can help. It's yeah. just where to start and how Man, hard is it going to be? That's going to be so hard to do, <laughs> but to be the devil's advocate, I hate to do it, but sometimes certain people of different comfort of different cultures, even as, even as adults don't know things that are offensive because that's they've a- never been, they never mm-hmm. have friends of a different background. Mm-hmm. So, like, sometimes people are curious as adults. Just yeah. Because, like, so sometimes, like, you know me, bro, I don't always go to everything is racist or everything is negative just about that someone, you know, sometimes it is a general uh, yeah, general curiosity. Like, we just had this training on transgenders. And, like, uh, she was she was in there and she, was give, she said, hey, ask me any questions that you guys want. My job is to try to help you. My job is for you to ask me these questions in a safe environment. So yep. you don't go out and ask someone else and, and they, them. Yeah, and up fucking so, you up. Yeah. yeah. So believe it or not, <laughs> as, as adults, there are a certain amount of people out there that may really not mean it as a microaggression, but it really may be out of curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've and I've had those conversations and those instances in the past before, like I mean, you could tell whether somebody yeah. is is coming to try to understand something rather than somebody who, you know, looking at you like an oddity. Yes, or and you know maybe they're trying to be facetious about it and stuff. You mm-hmm. could tell when someone is literally seeking to understand and really trying to learn. Like I'm not gonna, you know, reprimand somebody for trying to to learn about something. Like I remember back in the day, mm-hmm. probably. Oh man, I don't remember, but it was it was well over a decade ago. I I had this one kid, you know, he straight up asked me, "What's the difference between?" He didn't say the words, but he said, "What's the difference between the N word with an A, the N word mm. with the E and R, or E R A?" And I'm just like, okay, so this was, you know, I'm like, all right, welcome to to <laughs> to Cedric's uh, racism 101 class. What's uh, like, I know saying them both. You know, there is there there really is a difference between them. I'm not saying that it's right. But what yeah. I'm saying is like there, you know, you could say if you end up saying one because one is a term of endearment while the other one is a racial epithet. And it's, you know, it invokes some some really painful, you know, um, uh, really painful thoughts and and uh, maybe it could be aggressions and things like that. You're. I don't know if you want to be around certain black people and say that word. I mean, you can, but you you twisted might find tea. out. You might find mm. out what's gonna happen. For example, mm-hmm. twisted tea. Like Big you bottle. Just said. <laughs> yeah. So Big bottle twisted tea. Fuck around to find out. But those. Yeah. But no, I'd rather have those type of conversations with somebody with somebody who that's not black, and they they just want to learn. Like, hey, okay, so this maybe this is what I need to. Uh, maybe this not not. This is what I need to say around black people or things like that. But if you're seriously trying to, you know, expand your knowledge base on something, I'm all for that. I have a problem giving that person my definition of what each each of those were and trying to find out, hey, um, I don't know if that's something that you would want to say around black people. Like whatever. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go Justin. So like you got to understand the history other word too yeah because like so it came from the word negus which is like king and uh in ethiopia so you gotta think so when they got here like they try to get them out of that mindset so then that's what i'm saying like they started 
they changed that whole word, you know, to take it, to take away what it really meant to turn it into something derogatory. Right. So, um, you know, I learned about this, you know, because I like history. So yeah, uh, yeah. just learning and stuff like that. So sometimes, like, I mean, just knowing the full picture and being able to explain it and then also maybe explain the transition. I mean, but then again, you are talking to a kid. So it's it's kind of, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, you brought up a good point about Negus. It's N-E-G-U-S. Yeah, yeah Negus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. N-E-G-U-S. Uh, wasn't there, yeah, my wasn't bad there also just a... Up. <laughs> uh, wasn't there another word, too, where it meant little boy and they intentionally used that to degrade regardless of age? And that's why they were using it. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's not ringing a bell with me, at least. Uh, uh, failed educational from... system. But, oh, um, but I will say, though, that uh, the, the one reason why I will say I would encourage college is because it is a giant mixing pool of a bunch of different people. And that's that's where you can actually learn. Maybe not the most safest place. Because you say the wrong thing to the wrong person, obviously not not the best idea. Yeah. But if you come in with the right intentions, like Cedric was talking about, like, and you actually want to learn and find out because you're curious and you don't know because you've never been given the opportunity or afforded the opportunity besides maybe looking it up yourself. I mean, that's that's honestly one of the, the biggest praises I can ever say about college is that. I've learned so much about other people and cultures yeah. um, that that's one of the the things that I would never trade about college. No, not at all. Yeah. Cause there's some people who never even ha- have seen a black or not. No, hang on. Let me, let me rephrase that. There's some people who <laughs> didn't even have black people in their schools. Yeah. Like there's certain parts of Michigan where there are no black people. You go anywhere north of north, like, north, <laughs> north of Saginaw, Bay City, Midland. That's as far as black as you gonna get. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I probably said maybe this. north of Traverse City, hundred percent. There's no. nothing. Well, there. that, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of like we have a friend from that area that the first time they met me, they always kept calling me like Eddie Winslow, and I was always drunk, so I really never understood what was going on. <laughs> But then, Eddie like, I, I think, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. I do. It took wow. me the longest time. But, like, so the only, because from where she's from, but, like, so they told me that she watched that show. Like, you know, family. Family, so, man, yeah. Family. Yeah, but also we knew that person. We knew that person yeah. wasn't, like, we knew that person had a good heart. It was just, mm-hmm. you know. It's the only yeah. thing that they can just relate naive. to. Naive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was naive about it. But I mean, and and you know, black people, I I would beg you guys, and I don't I, I don't want to like generalize this, but let's not tear off anyone's heads that's trying to learn more about black culture. I think that's also important. I know that there might be some people that might be offended by some questions that are asked by other people that are not black people, but I think it's imperative that we, you know. Take a step back and educate. And that's that's the only way that we're going to be able to grow and learn. And, and if someone is seeking knowledge, yeah, it might they might be a little inept on the way to ask certain questions or to get the, the knowledge that they're seeking. But, yeah, let's not, you know, let's not, like I said earlier, let's not reprimand individuals for wanting to learn. Will you teach me the football? <laughs> I think that's... <laughs> And I think people in general, like the sensitivity, like a lot of companies spend so much money on sensitivity training. I know we're talking about black because it's black history month, but just in general, people like go to the sensitivity Mm -hmm. training, learn, Mm -hmm. like, like, don't just, don't just use it as some, oh, it's, we got to go to the super training. No, really go there, learn, listen to people, listen to people from different races and stuff like that. And also if we want to help each other, if you're in that, if say if you're we're in a sensitive train uh trainer designed towards African Americans, you know what? Maybe you should speak up and yeah. say certain things. Like don't just look at it like, oh, everyone's looking at me. Yeah, they kind of are, but you yeah. can help. You know, because like, sometimes the person teaching it ain't probably the best person either. Mm-hmm. So well, if you can help make it go better, help out. Yeah, and, and we guarantee you it is going to be extremely uncomfortable. 
But yeah, it is. <laughs> it's going, man, it's, you're going to wish you was not around, you know, you know, these certain black people and things like that. You're not going to want to be in that environment. But, you know, you sometimes you just got to put your feet to the fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hey, it's I, better than getting fired for saying something yeah, crazy. When you yeah. Ask. That or. <laughs> or yep. Or it's better than getting your ass beat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's call it what it is. So, I mean, yeah. you know, let's uh, let me ask this last question, you know, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap everything up. But I mean, what are you gentlemen hoping to get out of Black History Month? We know it should be celebrated and, and appreciated every day, but I mean, what do you guys want out of it? Um, I'd say just, I mean, continuously more and more awareness and more, I guess, more effort. Um, I know teachers keep getting more and more stuff packed on them and everything, but I, I seriously think that without teaching about our, our, actual history our proper history mm. um we're not doing ourselves any favors because i know we we talked about this at some point last year the amount of times that we found out that we were lied to about the history of our country about the shit that we've done and how whitewashed or you know uh, knighted or, or saintly we made ourselves look it's just absolutely incredible in a bad way um like the the fact that we think thanksgiving is such a harmonious and fantastic time to celebrate all the goodness (laughs) very wrong um when we talked about black wall street and how shitty that whole ordeal was was handled and how we basically downtrodden an entire group of people because well they were making too much money and white people didn't like that like it's just we need to we need to educate ourselves and look back at all the stupid bad horrific things that we've done and get better from it and if we don't do that i don't even have words for that like it's just that's just common knowledge you gotta you gotta learn from your mistakes and that's what they are mistakes really shitty bad mistakes yeah because those those mistakes like to get you know swept under the rug and i think that's what our history has has been taught it's it hasn't been the full truth. We all know that. Mm-hmm. I think for me, when it comes to Black History Month, when you think Black History Month, the person that pops up into your mind are the Harriet Tubmans and the Martin Luther Kings. And it's just those two. But there are so many more individuals who trailblazed away. We're talking Marcus Garvey's and the uh, the Rosa Parks and the Nat Turners and Frederick Douglass, the Fre- Frederick Douglasses, and the list goes on and on. So, I mean, mm. there, I mean, just a simple Google search of important black figures, it'll pop up a lot of individuals who had a, a great impact uh, on black culture and what, you know, being pro black is. And, you know, when people hear the word pro black, that's something that is encouraging and advocating and promoting the growth for black people. So it's whether it's financial, economical, social, economical, political, you're doing everything in your power to, to make a certain group of people shine. And some people don't like that because they might go, Hey, well, how come there's not a, a white history month or something like that? Well, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of self-evident. Yeah, you know? <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> I mean, I mean we literally go a, places and wipe yeah. out everybody else. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. A, but that's Maybe glorifying good. ourselves. I mean, yeah. we already yeah, do that. So it's, okay. it's it's circulating the you know the the dollars in the black community because that's what it comes down to. You're trying to push the agenda for a certain community, yeah. you know. So you're trying to 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 grow and and, and things like that. That's that's what it really is. You're, you're tr- just promoting the and encouraging black youth to, to be the best that they can be, promoting a love within this certain group of people. I mean, that's what it is. It's all about uplifting. I think people need to understand that. That's so that's with me. I mean, that's what I would like to see is there's more. Uh, more discussions around those who just aren't the Martin Luther Kings of the world. Let's let's hear a little bit more about, you know, mm-hmm. Malcolm X and, and Fred Hampton, you know, things that, like so people who really got their hands dirty. 
or even the uh, mm-hmm. some of the people who have invented stuff that white people took credit for. I think that's going to be really important too to, uh, yeah. to bring forward. The shoe press, sugar shoe press, process. the yeah, cotton like, mill. Uh, yeah. I believe uh, some things to do with like lights and light switches. There, there's a whole bunch of stuff out there that um, were really big inventions that that were not made by white people that they took claim over, and it's just it's. Again, words are just kind of escaping me right now. Mm. Cedric, I don't know if because uh, you, when you brought up um, Malcolm X, it made me think of that one episode from Fresh Prince. It was one of the first episodes, actually, when um, Uncle Phil and uh, Will are um, kind of button heads and um, they had just come back from a dinner party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, when, when Phil, Will's Uncle Phil the, got up in, in Will's ass, you yeah, know about yeah, like he's like just because you have a, a yeah. poster of uh, Malcolm X. Yeah, I mean, like you might have you might have a poster in your room, but I actually walk with the brother. I'm like, okay. yeah, first thing first, rest of face, Uncle Phil. <laughs> yep, yeah, but it's it's nice that you, you know we should have be having more moments of you know people coming together yeah we need to celebrate that more yeah yep yep exactly and um uh lost my train of thought anyways you You all good bro yeah um and yeah oh yeah about um having more you know moments having more and really just about what what um i agree pretty much about everything what what chris was saying about being able to put more effort and putting all this on the, the, you know, on the front burner and not just really hearing and seeing the same thing every year. And I feel like that's what it's been for probably the last, uh, probably the last five, 10 years now, at least. But I think maybe it's just because of, you know, all the violence and bloodshed that we've been seeing now, you know, late. I think it's laziness, though. Honestly, laziness because uh, so like so because you know me. I, so like it actually started off as black. Uh, it actually started off as uh, Negro History Week. And it started by this dude, uh, Carter G. Woodson was uh, he's in Omega Sci-Fi. Shouts out to him. He They actually started that. And I think it was like uh, 1926, I want to say. Okay. They started that whole thing of, you know, uh, Negro History Week and then and to kind of develop into the month. But here's the thing, though. Like, why do we have to wait uh, for February to come around for us to learn about, you know, our history and learn right. about African-Americans? Like, right. I, like I said, I go out on my own. And I do my own stuff because, you know, black, like, it's the same thing with the Jewish people, the same thing with any other race. Those people at home, they teach their kids about their culture every day. So for me, I don't, like, black history is cool. And stuff like that. And the reason why I say it's lazy, because we always hear about the same couple people during that month, you know? Yeah. But you don't never hear about W. E. Uh, du Bois or du Bois. anything like yeah. that. Or Duke Ellington. You don't never hear about, or like even like I said, Carter G. Woodson. You don't never hear about them people mm-hmm. because it's so easy to go off the same curriculum every year, year after year, year after Top year. Ten every after time. Year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you just pick yeah. 10, you know, boom, boom, boom. So that's what I'm saying. It is laziness on the part of the, it's also laziness on the part of the educational system. And it's also laziness on the part of the parents too, because yeah. you like, I mean, look just at the, if anything, this pandemic has taught us as, a, as parents and stuff like that, you have a more, uh, you have a more important, bigger role into your child's education than, than relying on just the school. Mm-hmm. So, Okay. If you want your kids to know, like, I'm not, and this is for every white, black, purple, whatever. If you want your kid to know about their history, it is your job. It's not just the teacher's job. It is your job to teach them that history, too. And then it's the same thing for our uh, for our Native American uh, friends and stuff like that. You know, they have a great history, too. But here's the thing, like, their history is it, it, not just one day or one month. You know, their history should be learned about every day. You know, mm-hmm. um, I understand in school, you know, they try to they have curriculums and stuff like that. But that's where you as a parent should go further to teach your kid their history 
you know some that's something to be proud of all yeah. the good all the bad and everything you know mm-hmm. what a kind so of me West personally thing. i'm not really a big person on like black history month because of what it is now when it first started yes but learning as i got older like i mean we got people that you can go on TikTok and learn all these new trends and stuff like that, but you can't learn about your history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good intentions, but it might sometimes be poorly landed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, just like Kanye said, I think he said in one song, he said, I celebrate black history every day. I don't need a month. I'm like, well, shit fire. <laughs> no, but <laughs> like, I, I, I think it's for that, me. Yeah, like, Ooh, yeah, that's, that's no. how I feel. You know? yeah. I probably didn't articulate that like how he did, but yeah, that's like how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah, every like, you know? yeah, I'm not gonna limit myself to just 28 days <laughs> yeah. or 29 if we're lucky for a leap year. Like, no, mm-hmm. no, come on, y'all, come on. Yeah, which I believe uh, they also split this month with another. Trying to remember what it was. I think it's uh no, I can't remember. There was another there's another uh history or uh maybe it was like LGBT pride or something like that. It's supposed to be going on the same month, but like it's just to me, like this is something that's literally should be ingrained in the history of our country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. African Americans or Africans in general. Right, because technically that's what they were when they were brought over, and then Native Americans, literally, are two of the biggest backbones of this country. Without which, this country would probably never exist. Chinese Americans too, because they built the yeah. railroad system. Yep. But like just just the the pure foundation of the thirteen colonies, as as it was. Like we would not have we a hundred percent we would not have this country if it if it wasn't for the African American soldiers that fought. The the ones that were free and the ones that were fighting for their freedom, because there were a lot that were already free that were fighting for the country. Uh-huh. Even though they had nothing really to go to because of how they were treated afterwards. But I mean it's just it's it's crazy to me how how little we've done for a group of people that have done so much throughout history for us. You know, I have a question. Yeah. I, I don't know. We're running uh, fast enough time, but the whole critical race theory, or, uh, yeah. class, like, how do you guys feel about that? I mean, I don't, I don't see why we're not talking about that stuff. I mean, like I said, that stuff, it should all literally be ingrained in our learning lessons anyways. So people I, that are I, afraid about stuff like that are, are the people that don't want white people looking bad, I think. That's, yeah. Right. But at what age do you teach it? That, that's, that's another difficult thing. Because I feel like high school would be perfect. That's just me. I think it, I think that might be a little late. I think maybe the maybe seventh or eighth grade. Yeah, I was going to say middle uh, school because if they're too young, then will they really be able to grasp the concept behind it? You know, yeah, I mean, we watched I mean, we watched Roots in middle school, right? We watched Roots, we watched Civil War, um, we did movies and stuff. Yeah, like that. I we, mean, we I never it, watched I it. In my, my mom showed it, but no, I get what you're saying. I just yeah. feel like I feel like well, ninth grade. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, ninth, I mean, seventh, eighth grade, I guess. But yeah, I feel like that starts like the history of it. But like when I like for me, when I think of the critical race that's like being able to really fully have a conversation an educational conversation about it and being able to talk with other people oh, and i feel like in singing. high school yeah that's what that's why i said I feel like like there's levels to it i don't think like we should teach like everything like the boom 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 because also you gotta remember during the certain ages they're forming certain opinions and stuff mm-hmm. like that so i don't want them to see all the negative of it because right. you get people that Cause there, like, there are things like my mom told me um, when she first saw Roots in school, like um, a bunch of the white kids end up getting beat up, and she stuck up for this one kid because they were beating up that kid because of the because of the, uh, the the them showing Roots and like you know they were I guess it was kind of like a payback kind of thing where I feel like if it's done in certain ways that it could it could foster those critical conversations that need to have in those deep discussions where mm-hmm. versus like 
I would hate for it, uh, us to see the transgressions against us, and then like it breeds, it turns into uh, it uh, brings out hate. Furthering hate, somewhere. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Where that's what I'm saying. Maybe that's what I was asking. Like, is there a certain age where, like, obviously we work our way into it and stuff like that? But also, I wanted to be able to foster good conversations because I feel like a lot of people that are against it because they're scared if the kids really learn what really happened to us and stuff like that, they might uh, learn to hate. Yeah, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe, like, I'm all for it, for it to be in schools and stuff like that, so I want to make that very clear. But I'm saying, at what age do we do it, and then how do we make the curriculum to transition into it? Because I feel like that's why. I know some people just don't want to, uh, other people to know about our history, but I do feel like a lot of people are scared if we do start teaching kids this what is the uh, cause and effect of it? That that makes a lot of sense too. Like I never really thought about it that way about like any anyone lashing out and stuff. Um, to be honest, for me, I think I think if we can fix the way we we basically teach history and stuff, not necessarily the bad parts, but like just not glorify white America, right? As much as we have. Um, I think we could start introducing some of the information like in middle school, kind of like we have been before. Mm-hmm. And then I think you're right. I mean, high school is a perfect time to have deeper discussions, but I think some of it might, might end up getting lost in schools where it's predominantly, you know, no black individuals. Like we were talking about, like with, with the individual that, you know, didn't have anybody in school that was black, you know, it's just, it's, it's difficult when you can't put personal touches, I think on something um, when you can't, you know, take the, that feeling and actually like place it somewhere, Um, whether it's good, bad, whatever. Like if it's, if it's literally just an artificial thing, like a a movie, right. Mm -hmm how can you transpose those feelings, you know, and, and understand really the pain. I mean, some, some people can, right. But um, I guess that's, that's where my concern might be is that it might be lost on some people, but I don't think we should not do it because it'll be lost in some people because there's a lot of other people that would benefit from it and grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Cedric, but, you're the one with kids. Well, I mean, when you have children, you just have to understand what their maturity level is and are they able to grasp certain concepts. There's some things that I got to wait on until my boys are, are big enough to, to understand. Birds uh, and the Beast? The, like, that's a good example. Yeah, that's a perfect example. That's a perfect example. You know, so... um. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure that the, the schools are, you know, of course, they'll, they'll teach them that, but they're going to probably more than likely come home and, and want me to expand on certain things. So, I mean, I, you just got you just got to figure out when it, when it's the right time to, to have certain conversations. Yeah, just 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 like is it a good time to get them started in, in middle school or was high school a good time? So you just. You know, every every child is not cookie cutter. So, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, but that's what I was just trying to figure out because, like, I know they're like they're like some states are against it, some states are pushing it. And I was just like, yeah, trying like, to figure it out. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why people would be upset about learning the the, the truth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, some some people actually took it to court, and the court said yeah. they can't teach it. So I think that's just that absurd. That's, you can't actually that's, teach literal history, like. Uh, but that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. They're afraid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, fellas, real informative. Hopefully, our our listeners can take some away from it. Yeah, great conversation. But as we're transitioning to to end this episode, you guys already know what we do. Pop culture theme of the week. Let's go. And since Chris used. Used to say that, hey, I, I don't, I'm not usually not the first one. I'm gonna have to start this off. I'm gonna go with Django Unchained. 
Okay. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I, you I just mean, didn't want anybody to take that, did you? Oh, I don't think any of you guys would have said that anyway. So, <laughs> I mean, the, the hooded scene, the bag scene. I said that. Made earlier. that That's movie. That's why. Mm. <laughs> 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 well, fuck all, y'all. I'm going home. I watched my <laughs> wife get the 30 bags where you ungrateful sons of bitches. No, I hear criticize, criticize, criticize. Now don't ask me and my for nothing. Yeah, I know that entire scene, word for word, verbatim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Justin, what you got, man? Uh, I want to go with the movie uh, "The Harder They Fall." Because, oh yeah! Uh, oh yeah! yeah. I, I because that. it also. Sh- oh, go ahead. No, I was saying I, I chose that one a couple couple months ago. Yeah, that's yeah, a, but that's I a just, great one. Yeah, just because of like because we're doing Black History Month, just because also like there were African Americans that actually were cowboys that participated in those in those certain lifestyles and stuff like that. It wasn't yeah. just you know what uh, you see in these modern day westerns and stuff like yeah. that. Hmm. Regina King was phenomenal in that movie. She oh, said, "Oh yeah, yeah." What'd she say? A Monday is what we call a rock stuck between a rock and a hard place. I was like, damn, you right about that. Cause I, <laughs> that's the best description of a Monday. A rock and a hard place is what we call a Monday. I said, shit, talk your shit, Regina. <laughs> she looked good to be old, man. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, so many. Exactly. Man, but. they did they did that one boy uh real dirty though. Oh yeah, you know I'm sick of the blam blams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did him dirty. But yeah, and, and, and uh, condolences to Regina King. She just lost her. Yep, her, her son. son. Oh yeah, her yeah. son. Oh, no. yeah. yeah, her, her firstborn, only son, child actually. Oh so. man, yeah. Please go get help if you need to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's right. hard. All right, so since we're going with that theme, I will have to oh. go with. Remember the Titans. Oh, oh left side, strong side. You know, Bro, what? I feel like that's the movie they should see in school. I like, yeah, hundred percent. No, that's funny. You two say that because when I was in the ninth grade, when I was a freshman in high school, we watched that movie, and the actual, the real Herman Boone showed up to our school and had a you know a presentation you know when you get those motiv- you know when you get Man. those have those assemblies where somebody shows up coach yeah, yeah. yeah. Rest his soul, man. He he passed away not too long ago, but uh the real Herman Boone that is but yeah he came uh, by had a great conversation. I was like man this is dope. Yeah I feel like that would be a huge like educational it was the, for him man. to tell us what he went through. Yeah well like, he yeah yeah, like the real Bertier, like oh Gary Bertier. He, uh, yeah, yeah, he man. actually he told us that he actually played in that championship game. They only switched it up, uh, having him watch the championship game in a hospital for theatrics. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. You know, it gives oh, more okay. of that emotional yeah. element to it. But no, he actually played in that in the championship games. After like, did he actually get in a car accident and shit too? Yeah. Oh yeah, he was a. Uh, oh, but he's still play- okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. All that part is true. Like he lost. He just his- didn't become. He became Wait. paralyzed. Yeah, for sure. Oh, he did after yeah, the game. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. the car accident was after the. Uh, the car accident after, was after oh, yeah, the yeah, championship, championship game. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. 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 I was okay. like, man, he got in the accident. He still played the <laughs> game. He's <laughs> paralyzed. Right. He's a, right. Yeah, man, he's a real titan. Real. <laughs> so he said, yeah, left side is a strong side. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Sweet life. Oh, his legs mm-hmm. are sweet. Oh. Uh, now, who's your daddy? <laughs> who's your daddy? <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> oh, Chris, what you got, uh, man? Man, I I kind of feel old now because y'all y'all pick some some good ones. I mean, Dempsey. I, I mean, I guess yours is a little bit older too. But I'm gonna have to go with Glory. Woo! Oh, okay, okay. So you guys do know, okay? Um, yes. So I, I made reference a little bit to it earlier. Uh, it's actually one of the the movies that we watched uh, when I was in middle school as well. Uh, about Mer- American Civil War, uh, mm-hmm. all black unit that helps basically defend. Uh, oh yeah, I think it was in Kentucky or something like that. Um, Somewhere, yeah. But a lot of really big names were in that movie, um, and Good like it, it helped yeah. shed yeah. some of the light. Obviously, a lot of screenplay, so there's a lot of false information and everything, but. Um, yeah. You know, still a lot of good information about how, you know, there were still a lot of free people that, you know, 
gave their lives for the country, you know, and ultimately, you mm-hmm. know, did what was right, um, even though right wasn't done to them beforehand. So, right. Hey, that's a good, that's a good pop culture theme of the week, Chris. Some other good movies. I know we're about to peace out, but Rosewood, 13 Years a Slave. Those are Coach some good Carter. Oh, yeah. Uh, Those are some good ones. Some good ones. Well, fellas, let's let's do this again. So, ladies and gentlemen, as as we always say, we are the men of the year, your mama's favorite group of men. Until next time, happy Black History Month. Learn about one another and make sure you have an open mind. We love y'all. Peace. Men of the year, men of the year, men of the year, men of the year.